I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Congratulations. You found it. You know what time it is. This is New York Game Day. It's three hours of the most informative and entertaining NFL news in the league. Special edition. New York Game Day. Here on 98.7 ESPN. Why? Well, because the Giants. They're in the second round of the playoffs. It's not super wild card weekend. It is the wild card weekend. And Giants going up against the Eagles. That is the second game on the slate tonight. Kickoff is at 8.15. I know. A lot of agita out there. Got to wait. Marinating all this time. Getting ready for that evening game. The first one is the Jags and the Chiefs coming your way at 4.30. We've got a great show lined up for you. Again, special edition of New York Game Day. Matthias Kiwanuka joins us on the show. We're going to hear from Jordan Renan this hour. He is in Philly, so excited to get him on. We'll have Kiwi's keys to the game. Dave Spadaro, who is part of the Eagles broadcast team, is going to join us on the show in the second hour. Gives a a sneak peek behind the curtain. What's going on with the Eagles? Uh, Joe Wiz, as always, joins me each and every Saturday. I thought it'd be great to have him come on uh, during my Locks of the Week segment. By the way, 2-1 last week. What does that mean? I am 40-17 on the season for Locks of the week and I've said this time and time again if I would just bet those three games that I give you each and every week here on 98.7 ESPN boy would I be in the money but of course it's not how I roll Uh, I bet on every game Uh, but nonetheless uh, Mike Tannenbaum is going to join us as always in our third hour excited to talk to him and Mike DeRocco uh, who uh, I'm sorry Mike DeRocco Rocco who covers the Jags is going to join us in our last hour as well to give us a little uh, preview of that Jags-Kansas City Chiefs game. And then, of course, Matthias and I will have your picks, your predictions, all the good stuff, all the things, as I like to say, getting you ready for today's action, as well as tomorrow as we've got Cincinnati going up against the Bills and the Cowboys going up against the 49ers. So that's what we've got in store for you for the next three hours. Sit down, buckle up, get ready. Phone lines are open as well. 800-919-3776 is the phone number. We've got Joe and Harvey who are producing the show. So we're expected to have a lot of fun the next three hours. Matthias, good morning or good afternoon. It's I've, I've been up early. I had a TV show earlier today. How you doing, my friend? I'm I'm doing great. It's playoff football, Giants, Eagles. I mean, what more could you ask for right now? But I do want to say, with your record, you need to be writing down and taking notes so that you can make sure that you repeat this next year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Your mouth to the gobble, gambling god's ears. <laughs> Forty and seventeen is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I just I don't. I, know. I, you I don't say know. it, this, but I don't know that people I think understand this season, how significant I think this that season. is. I think this season is an outlier for me. We'll see. <laughs> Listen, I, you know me. You know me. I, I do plethora, I, mm-hmm. copious, I should say, copious amounts of preparation in mm-hmm. hours in time uh, because I do, I do take it seriously, right? I'm telling yeah. people how to spend their hard-earned money, and I know how hard it is. This mm-hmm. girlfriend, you know, I'm like, I'm a, she's a hustler, baby. <laughs> That's me. And so um, I know how hard I work for my money. I don't want to mm-hmm. uh, direct people how to throw it down the toilet. But nonetheless, 
let, let's let's get to this matchup. We're going to spend obviously seventy five percent of the show talking about the Giants and the Eagles. Uh, Matthias, you've been here before, okay? Yep. You've been in this situation before, right? I started there. What, yep. what 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 what's what's the mindset? What's the feel right now? Let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade. Giants playing with house money, right? The over-under for win totals for them was six and a half this season, right? I had the over. Great. They won more than seven games. Fantastic. But, you know, the, nobody expected them to be here. That Nobody expected them to beat the Minnesota Vikings. They were not favored last week. So, you know, what, what's, what's the vibe? What's the feel? What's the mindset of these players on this Giants roster right now? Yeah, so I I understand how you feel about you know the Giants playing with house money, but I think uh, when I look back on it, 2006, my first year in the league, we came, we, we went to the um uh, to playoffs, we played the Eagles, and then you know later on, um you know in my career, we had a number of significant playoff games, and the difference is you know early on before we would won the Super Bowl, nobody counted us in, everybody thought we were done, we were done, we were done, but I was a young player, but I didn't understand how that group was coming together towards the end of the season, everybody was working hard. Everybody was working towards a common goal. And there was a, a true belief, not just, oh, we, we can we think we can do it. There was a true belief in that locker room that we had what it took to, to go all the way. And I, I think um, if you have that, then you on the field or you in the locker room or in the hotel, wherever you are right now, you're not thinking about the fact that you're playing with house money. What you're thinking about is I need to defeat that individual across from me, or I need to make sure that every T is crossed, every I is dotted so that I am 100% in my execution when I go into this game and that's how you win there are players or there is a player right now who's sitting in the um you know in the hotel who has been preparing harder than you know anybody notices we might not know his name right now but, but he's going to come out and have a spectacular game that's going to impact you know this this team's um uh, super bowl hopes and you know to that mindset um it's it's all about you know ac- achieving and accomplishing the goal that you set out since you were a little kid which is having a chance to win a championship you know, I, I'm I'm going to go back to the year that you guys beat the New England Patriots in Arizona, right? That was the mm-hmm. year that the Patriots had gone undefeated for the season, and nobody was giving the Giants a chance. At that point in time, I was working in Baltimore. I was hosting afternoon drive from two to six p.m., and I was in I was in Arizona, Radio Row, uh, with Jonathan Ogden, and Jonathan mm-hmm. Ogden did Radio Row, and I did Jonathan did, and I know you know Jonathan really well, right? Absolutely. Big, Absolutely. biggest 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 teddy bear love the man <laughs> love the man biggest teddy bear off the field on the field watch out he'll break mm-hmm. your fingers right before snap so mm-hmm. um <laughs> or that might may have been zeus but nonetheless um you know we we being out there that week and hosting on radio row we just we got the feel at the at the end of the week we turned to each other and we said giants winning this game Giants are winning this game. Like, you know, you just got the feel. And, and and you look at the roster. Obviously, the Patriots much better. Remember, Randy Moss was on that team. Um, you look at the roster. Like, like the Patriots checked all the boxes. Mm-hmm. But there was something that you couldn't see. You couldn't put your finger on it. You couldn't. But you just got the feeling in your gut that the Giants were going to win that game. Do yeah. you do you feel that do you feel that this this team mimics that at all in any yeah, way absolutely. shape or form? 
I see, I see a whole lot of similarities. I feel very similar. But I don't think they need to be similar to us to be able to win this game. I think they need to do the things that they're doing right now, which is playing their best football at this point in the year. But when you look at how they got to the point where they are right now, they've been through a tremendous amount of ups and downs. They had a lot of people, you know, who counted them out. You know, it's great now to see the national media and picking up on the names of, you know, the, the secondary for the New York Giants and, and, um, and getting to know the players. Because, you know, this second half of the season, they've really played uh, – um, you know, outstanding football, and that's that's what it takes, right? And but then, what happens is when you are the underdog, you get the the luxury of not having to deal with the circus from the beginning of the season. So there are probably more you know cameras in the locker room this week than there there was all season combined, you know, for for the Giants. Whereas when you, you look at a team like like Philly or or like the Cowboys, you know, the situations that they're put in, you know, they've had to deal with it the entire way. So it takes away, it distracts a little. bit bit from the ability to just come together as a team like just plain and simple you just have more hours when people are are not distracted they don't have as many um, obligations off the field you know when you're an underdog you just you have more time guys are just you know just getting together hanging out after practice go down to somebody's house and, and watch film watch tape as opposed to you know once you've won and then you know the next year well everybody's got you know they they got this and that that they're doing you know on their off days and whatnot so it makes it more difficult so i look at this team as, as you know a group that's been able to you know come together you know without all the hoopla surrounding it nobody needed to be motivated by you know by their stats or their numbers or anything like that everybody just wanted to play ball and to win and um you know once they got the you know day ball staff in place it was obvious that uh, at least it was obvious to me that this was going to be a different team did i think they were gonna make it this far no it was impossible to determine that at the beginning of the season but um they've done a tremendous job you you can hear my my dogs are enjoying the show (laughs) Matthias. Um, all, all right. A, a lot to get into. We're going to open up the phone lines. Like I said, 800-919-3776. That's how you get on board. When we get back, I think we need to have a real serious discussion about Jalen Hurts because uh, Kiwi, this is where I think the game is going to be won mm-hmm. or lost, let alone the Giants cover or not. And the, the line right now is seven and a half. So when we get back, we need to have a serious conversation in regard to Jalen Hurts and mm-hmm. his health pertaining to his shoulder. We'll do that next. Out. I think that's going to be, I think it's going to be really, really important. And what I think the game plan is going to be. Jordan Renan also is going to join us in the next uh, fifteen to twenty minutes. So definitely stay tuned for that. He's in Philadelphia. We'll get the latest from Jordan as well. So still a lot more coming your way. Nita Marks, Matthias Kiwanuka, Mike Tannenbaum joins us at two o'clock this afternoon. So with you until three, getting you ready for the Giants and the Eagles matchup later on tonight. Kickoff at 8.15. We'll be right back. 98.7 ESPN. New York game day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Jalen Hurts was not on the injury report list this week, which is, I'll use the word shocking, shocking to me. (laughs) Okay, Uh, my sources, quote unquote, wink, wink, have told me that he has a grade two shoulder injury. Okay, whatever, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever the the phrase is, right? It's it's not a grade one, it's a grade two. Mm -hmm. Um, So... In, in, in speaking to a number of, of trainers that I know in and around the NFL, a lot of them felt like he should not have played in week 18. Like, granted, okay, so let's go back to that week 18, right? Week 18, what did the, what did the Eagles play for? They played to win and, and get, win the division and get that first round by that now they've been able to sit idle for going on two weeks heading into this game, okay? Mm-hmm. Could they have beaten a third and fourth string Giants defense with Minshew? Would that have been the better? Who knows? Uh, did Jalen Hurts re-aggravate the shoulder in that game against the Giants in Week 18? Who knows? Obviously, since he's not on the injury report list, uh, one would say no. But we both know this. A lot of teams are not honest in regard to their injury status. Okay, no and, te- and no I'm not... team is honest about their injury status. Let's be honest. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So I- I'm not buying. So a I'm not buying it, okay? I'm not buying it. I think Jalen Hurts is playing with a bum shoulder. And if I'm thinking that, I want to imagine that Wink Martindale and this Giants defense knows that, and I think this team is coming for him, especially with Lane Johnson dealing with, he's got a tear in his abdomen, so he's not going to be 100%. Ojolari is expected to play today. I think that's going to be key. Uh, We'll see, can he go four quarters? Does he re-injure? What is it, a cap? Something like that. Um, I think that's going to be key, but if this Giants team, and it's not about, and you know this better than all of us, right? It's not necessarily about sacking the quarterback. You're allotted those three steps where you can hit, right? <laughs> hit. Yep. Okay. And so now, and right. Majority, majority quarterbacks, folks who've never played majority, majority of the time I watched my completions on the ground. You typically, even though because the camera, as soon as you as soon as you release the ball, the camera follows the ball. You don't see what happens to the quarterback after the game, as long as the defensive player doesn't hit you in the helmet or in the chin, whatever the case. But you are constantly being hit and you are constantly being thrown to the ground. I think that's the game plan for this Giants defense: beat him up, pound him down. It's not about sacking him; it's about getting in there and hitting him and roughing him up. And, and where you go into the second half of the fourth quarter and that shoulder is not feeling good at all for Jalen Hurts. That's how I think that this Giants team has an opportunity of winning this ballgame. What say you?
Yeah, 100%. I think nobody has to tell anybody, you know, who's putting on a Giants uniform on the defensive side of the ball that, you know, we need to go out and figure out if Jalen Hurts is actually injured or if he's actually healthy. There's nothing dirty about it. This is football. This is a, um, you know, a collision sport, not just a contact sport. We understand what we're getting into. And, and I'm, I'm talking about good legal hits on the quarterback. But what it means is if you have a decision, if Jalen Hurts is going to present himself as a runner, and if you have a decision whether to take the pitch or to take the quarterback, you send that first guy at the quarterback full speed mm -hmm. you know we would, yep. we would line up and say hey listen like in the beginning of the game this is how we're going to play it if he comes at you you take the quarterback 100 percent, make him this, decide if he really wants to keep that ball and then we'll reevaluate you have the the player personnel staff up in the stands and they're going to chart and see if they're statistically doing the same things that they have been doing you know throughout the play or throughout the the regular season um but on the on the field you know it it, it changes the complexion of the game completely because as a runner as a quarterback who can run the ball, he's not always accounted for, you know, in the defense, especially if you play man and all the DBs have their backs turned, you know, you're responsible for the quarterback on your own up front and you have to contain a, a, a mobile runner. Like, you know, we played the McNabs and the, and the Tony Romos. I had a tremendous amount of respect for those guys specifically because they would stand in there and take a beating, you know, they would run out of the pocket and, and then get slammed, but they would come back up, you know, and still deliver the ball. But hits are cumulative and it does play a role and it does have an effect so even if he is healed from this injury um, it's going to affect him in this game and I think we're going to find out in that first series and definitely in that first quarter you know how healthy he really is listen we know the Giants uh, they they are not good against the run all right um, giving up over five yards per rush I, and and I do expect Miles Sanders to have a day against the Giants just because right like you can't do both Right, yep. Kiwi. Like, yep. like you, 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 you've got to make one a priority. And I, I've used this phrase before. In order to kill a snake, what do you do? You cut off its head. To me, Jalen Hurts is the snake. Um, is is the head of this snake. And and I think all intentions, all focus, all motivation is going to be to get in and get after Jalen Hurts. And um, so I, I do expect uh, Miles Sanders to have success against this Giants defense. I do expect Dallas Goddard to have success against this Giants defense. But I think it really comes down to can Jalen Hurts stay in for all four quarters. Now, with that being said, I'm a huge fan of Gardner Minshew. I think Gardner Minshew has the talent and the skill set to be a starting quarterback in the NFL somewhere. Um, so if they have to go to Minshew, uh, you know, uh, like, you know, I, I mean, yeah, is, is it a downgrade? Yes, it's a downgrade. But how much of a downgrade is it uh, compared to other backup quarterbacks in the NFL? So well, what about what about um, it being a playoff game? Do you think that it's the same? I know if Gardner Minshew had a system designed for him and if he had got to start from the beginning of the season, he, he could very well lead a team. But do you think that um, because it's a playoff game, he hasn't gotten a lot of the, the reps that that would have a huge effect on it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and, and I yeah. think you hit the nail on the head from, from the get-go. You know, the, the system that Sirianni plays for uh, for Jalen Hurts is not Minshew's skill set. Mm -hmm. So, you know, here you've got, you've got, you know, it's it's not, you know, it's not like you've got two um, pocket quarterbacks mm -hmm. that, that, you know, that, that are inter in, interchangeable. It's not the case, right? Yeah. Like this is a, a special, unique, developed system for Jalen Hurts and his skill set. If he goes out and Minshew comes in, you've got to switch that all up. And oh, yeah. these okay. guys haven't these guys haven't been playing with that. 
you know, for, for, for the, the practicing like that for the last two weeks. Um, another thing I want to, I want to point out for Giants fans, and that is in the two previous games, that the Giants have faced the Philadelphia Eagles, no Adoree Jackson, no Leonard Williams, no Xavier McKinney. So, you know, how, how, how do you feel that that's going to factor in? Those, those are three stud players. Mm-hmm. You're talking about arguably the best DB. You're talking about arguably top three defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're, I mean, I, I think that factors in immensely considering that these three cats have not played once against the Eagles this season. <laughs> that's crazy. The third time they're meeting them. I mean, I think. Right? Um, yeah. I mean, there's, there's just a lot. Um, clicking for the Giants right now at this time. To, to get back mm-hmm. to my point, what I was saying is that, you know, I just, I don't think that they have, that the Eagles have a chance if um, Jalen Hurts goes down. I don't think Menchie's come in and, and save the day in this week or in this game, but um, yeah, I think that the Giants are a different team and I think, you know, we have the, the luxury of hindsight, but the way that they, you know, conducted things throughout this season, resting players and, and getting players healthy, we always talk about how good that um, training staff is, you know, as fans now, you know, we look and we look, we just want everybody on the field all the time. We just want everybody to be ready, but I do know for facts, you know, Ronnie Barnes will sit and have a conversation with you and say, hey, listen, like, you know, we can piddle fart through this season and get you in and you'll be in and out, you know, the entire season, or we can get you completely healthy and you can be ready for, you know, when the playoffs come. Um, but in order to do that, you have to believe that your team is going to the playoffs. So, you know, setting everything up this way and getting everybody, you know, clicking at the right time and, and as healthy as possibly can be at the right time. I mean, that goes to the foresight, foresight and um, the culture that everybody talks about. That's part of the culture, you know, getting people to believe early on, hey, listen, like we need you healthy at the end of the season because we are going to the playoffs regardless of, of what the record says. And those are the kind of things that people have to buy into. And um, apparently they did and things are clicking. I've never heard piddle fart before. This is me <laughs> you like that. I I do like I like I like I might I might adopt that into my vocabulary. Piddle fart, <laughs> Ronnie Barnes. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to Richard because when we come back, we've got Jordan Renan who's going to be joining us. So Richard, welcome in. Good afternoon. How you doing? Uh, hi, Anita. Anita. Last week there were six games, and I spoke with you, and I said. There are six games. If you totaled all the points that the underdogs were given, it was 40 points. So I said, take all six underdogs and 40 points. You're getting two home underdogs. And it turned out that four out of the six, I was correct. Uh, Two two underdogs won Jacksonville and the Giants without the points. All right, so how does that apply this week? We have four games. The total number of points given to the underdogs are 26. 26 points, four underdogs. It's an average of six and a half points per game. I'm taking all four underdogs. That's my pick this weekend. So let's see how we do. I'll get back to you next weekend. But last week I was four out of six. That's a good percentage, 666. I'm going to use the same formula this weekend. Take all four home under all four underdogs and get twenty six points with that. Anita, always a pleasure. Thank you. You got it, Richard. Uh, what Richard is talking about? Who are the dogs this week? Jacksonville plus nine against Kansas City in Kansas City, eating some barbecue. The Giants now up to plus eight. Whoa, the line has moved. Whoa, plus eight, the Giants going up against the Philadelphia all, all Eagles in the city of brotherly love. All because they can't take a shot. <laughs> Whoa. 
Sunday, Cincinnati getting five and a half against the Buffalo Bills in Orchard Park. And last but not least, the Dallas Cowboys getting four against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I'm on the Giants. I'm on the Bengals. But I I think Kansas City just opens up a can of you-know-what. And I'm sorry, Dallas, I just, and, and I know we're going to do a deeper dive in all these games, but the Bucks just like, so Matthias, I know you've never met Mama Mimi, my mom, but she's, uh, she's a national treasure. Uh, she texted me after that Dallas Bucks, and, and keep in mind, from Miami, huge Miami Dolphin fan, hates Tom Brady. <clears throat> you know, fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. And, um, and so she, she texted me, after the game, and, and mind you, my mom's like 82, 83, right? And she texts me after the game. She said, do you think Tom Brady threw that game? Mm. My mom texted me <laughs> and asked me if I thought Tom Brady purposely threw the game against the Dallas Cowboys. That's how god-awful. My mom could not believe how god-awful the GOAT, as many of you people like to call him, even uh, uh, Twitter, you put in Brady. Uh, uh, an it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if the pays off for him. But <laughs> we, we <laughs> could do a whole show. Did Tom Brady throw the game? Mm, that's bad. <laughs> so that's I'm, bad. I'm just not. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not buying Dallas. I'm just not buying Dallas. I think they get their butts handed by the 49ers you? as well. But again, yeah. There, there's always something, you know, you we're set gonna, a record, gonna... you win a game, but you set a record for most uh, missed PATs. Like it, there, it just seems like there's always something uh, mismanaged when it comes to Cowboys in the playoffs, at least since, you know, I've, I've been around. They're like, they're, aren't they the Kardashians of the NFL? <laughs> the preseason. Like always drama. The, yep. Yep. Right, always, like it's always, always drama. Going on. Like they're yeah, the Kardashians of the NFL, and it's always non—it's always non-football related. It's always—it's always, it's always uh, something that's holding them back. That you know, it's a—it's it's always a, something. You know, something didn't come in from the sidelines, or you know, somebody didn't get like, or it's just there's just too much going on, and that's part of the thing I was saying about the privilege of not having the spotlight on you uh, from the beginning of the season is you don't have to deal with that. You don't, but you, you, some people react to it very well. Some teams don't. The Dallas Cowboys don't seem to re- be able to react to the spotlight being carried throughout the entire season for whatever reason when we get back jordan renan is going to join us from philadelphia we'll get the latest with the giants i'm curious to get his thoughts on what he's hearing about uh jalen hurts and of course we'll have our kiwis keys to the game uh and what the giants need to do in order to possibly pull the huge upset now they're getting eight points man i'm loving this right here on 90.7 espn new york game day with mike tannenbaum matthias kiwanuka and anita marks We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Consistent. He's really even keeled. Same guy every day, which you appreciate for that position. Hard worker, good teammate. Nothing really rattles him. I think he's been through a, a lot of different things in his career, and I think he just... You know, players look to him because he is that consistent voice, consistent messaging, consistent player, how he practices. Uh, I think consistent is probably the best word to use. Daniel Jones. Pay that man his money. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday's price is not today's price, though. <laughs> That's right. That's why I said, hey, listen, I toot my horn when when I'm worthy of it. It's not often. But when I do, it's loud. I told the, I told you, take that, Absolutely. take that fifth year option, take it now. Pay that man nope, his nope. money. Thank you. Pay that man his money. Um, without further ado, Jordan Renan joins us from Philly, city of brotherly love. I don't know how much love is going out with the Giants, considering that their hotel shut off their water on them. Fill us in, Jordan. Well, I don't know about shut off the water. I think uh, the way it was described was that a pipe burst. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. Okay, wink, <laughs> wink. But I didn't, but I yeah, did, because it's yeah, because it's so it's, bitterly cold in Philadelphia, hey, Jordan, that the pipes burst. The conspiracy yeah, I know. Cue the conspiracy theories. Look, I yep. just don't know that. So where you you you, can, you say it, not me. All right. <laughs> uh, all I know is I spoke to a player this morning, and I was like. Yo, is uh, what's this, what's this I hear about the water? And he's like, I don't know. I just woke up. Let me go check. I'm gonna go take a shower, and that just wasn't gonna happen. So, no, no shower early this morning. Got some smelly giants. Uh, I'm sure it's nothing that can't work around. But uh, you know, little gamesmanship, perhaps. Anita. You know, it might not it might not be a bad thing. I mean, this could put a lot of people to get on that first bus and get to the the stadium early, which you know, you know, a lot of people want to stay back and go on the second bus. Maybe, for all we know, maybe this will end up playing out as a good thing. Um, what it what it? Let me ask yeah, you this. Yeah, you always, you always got to look at things as a positive. I think once you get into the playoffs, you know, you stop <laughs> looking at excuses to lose, and you got to look at everything and fi- find a way to use it. You know, it's got to be a motivation, momentum, or or something that you can, you know, put in your back pocket. What what have you seen uh, from the team? Anything um, out of the ordinary? Anything that they're doing? Anything that they changed with the routine that that they implemented, and not just you know the water pipes breaking down and stuff like that? Yeah, not really. I mean, this is a kind of a, a little wild week because, uh, let's be honest, it's a short week, mm-hmm. right? Because the Giants played on Sunday. So now they're playing a turn, quick turnaround. They're playing on Saturday. So really they lost, you know, kind of they lost their off day, right? So Tuesday is usually your off day in the NFL, Kiwi. Mm-hmm. They were back Tuesday, and they're running walkthroughs and uh, doing their, um, you know, uh, what's it called, uh, installs on Tuesday. So uh, I think it's been just like a quick turnaround. It's been a wild week in that regard. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's been a loose group. I, you just see, you see Daniel Jones doing the gritty when he breaks down the team on Friday. You just don't 
see them as viewing this as you know anything bigger than it, than it is, and which is which is ultimately another game. But obviously, we all know it's uh, it's not just another game. It's a, they're two wins from the Super Bowl. Jordan Manon joining us here, special edition of New York Game Day on this Saturday with <laughs> Matthias Kiwanuka, myself. And Jordan Renan, uh, okay, I, I feel that this game t- comes down to Jalen Hurts. And, and curious to hear what you're hearing because I'm hearing that the shoulder is pretty serious. And, and I've, I've made some calls in around the league uh, talking to a few, you know, trainers, those who know trainers. And there's been quite a few trainers who've said, if he, this was my player, he wouldn't play today. But yet at the same time, Jalen Hurts wasn't even on the injury report. And Kiwi and I were talking about it before. It happens time and time again. It's not just one team. They all do it. A lot of times players not on the injury report for a big reason. They don't want the opposite team to know that there's anything wrong with that player. So with that being said, I think this, this shoulder is an issue. I'm not expecting Hurts to run like we saw him run the first game against the Giants. I think he's going to have some problems throwing the ball. And I think the Giants are going to – I think their game plan is to get after and hit him and rough him up so maybe he can't even play in the fourth quarter. That, that's my take, right? That's my assessment of how I think that the Giants could win this right. game. What is yours? What is yours, Jordan? Well, I think obviously this is the biggest factor in the game. It's like where, where is Jalen Hurts, right? Uh, I mean, as far as I understand – uh, he's actually in pretty good shape. Uh, and I didn't really didn't, I mean, I watched the game, and I understand the season finale. Obviously, he didn't run the ball, and they didn't want to run him. But I thought he threw the ball fine. I don't think the throwing part of it is anything to worry about. To me, it's a matter of, all right, how is it going to hold up when he gets hit, when he lands on it? And obviously, and you're, you're right. I mean, I spoke to some Giants players, and what one of them told me was actually, we want to be as physical as possible with Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's where they're at with the game plan wise. Like, anytime the quarterback gets out of the pocket, even if it's on these uh, zone reads or whatever, hey, free hits on the quarterback. If you're going to run your quarterback and use him as a decoy and fake, that's an opportunity to then hit him. So I, the Giants are going to take those opportunities and test to see where he is. Now, you mentioned he's not on the injury report. Sometimes they take people up because they don't want people to know. The cat's out of the bag on that one, though. Everybody knows he has an injured shoulder. So I actually view that as an indication that he's doing well because there's no reason to take him off. It's, you know, you're, you know, it's not that you're trying to hide something because they already know the Giants that he's limited and that he's not fully 100%. So uh, we'll see. I think it's going to be – we're going to find out early – how he holds up when he starts getting hit and he starts falling to the ground. Because I think that's the point, the point where nobody really knows the answer. He had one designed run in the last meeting between the Giants and the Eagles in Week 18, right? Mm-hmm. And that was a quarterback sneak, a one-yarder. You know, they push him forward. He averages seven a game this season, Anita. So if they don't have that, the Eagles, that is obviously – a huge detriment to the team. And they're not at the same team if he's not running like that. So we'll see. Yeah, that's a good point. They're definitely not the same team um, if he's not running effectively. Let's let's say that your sources are right and the are wrong, and um, and Jalen Hurts is healthy. What do you what are your what are your thoughts? What is this Giants defense, which is now healthier than it's been, you know, in the last um, uh, two matchups? What does this Giants defense need to do, and where are the matchups that they can take advantage of? 
they need to stop the run against this Eagles team. If he, mm-hmm. if Jalen Hurts is, you know, 100%, I mean, they could not stop the run in the first game. And, Kiwi, how many times have we talked about it? Runs to the edges. That's where you do the damage against this Giants defense. I think mm-hmm. the Eagles, I think, I remember, like, nine of their 11 runs for, like, 10 or more yards in the first meeting were to the edges. Like, they just said, all right, you know, we're just going to run it at your edges. Stop mm-hmm. us. And the Giants couldn't. They absolutely could not do it. So, and that then opens up opportunities because the Giants are probably going to say, okay, we have to stop that run. We might play a little bigger in this game, right? Uh, might get them out of their normal nickel a little more than usual mm-hmm. and play a little bigger, bring more guys in the box. And what does that do? That opens uh, opportunities for the Eagles now to hit plays downfield against this defense. So, I think that's the that's – the, uh, adjustment that the that the Giants are going to make and we'll see if the Eagles can then you know flip it around okay what's their adjustment to that and I think that will be okay let's try and hit some big plays downfield against this Giants defense but it's really this simple this is a different Giants defense than they played the last time Leonard Williams is their best run stuffer he's playing Adoree Jackson's their top cornerback he's playing Xavier McKinney he's their best player the best secondary player he's back those three guys adding to the Giants' defense makes them a better team defensively than they were in Week 16, hands down. So, so gentlemen, I, I have something, some really interesting information here. Curious, I, I know time and time again, uh, Kiwi and I have talked about the ref situation. So the refing crew that's going to be overseeing this is, is, is Blakeman, okay? That's the ref crew. Uh, week 14, same ref. Now get this, this is really interesting. Only 11 times in the history of the NFL has the same officiating crew refed the regular season game and a rematch in the postseason. Guess what? This is the second straight week for the Giants that, that that's happening. So last week, same thing. Minnesota Vikings, same officiating crew, regular season and postseason. This week, same officiating crew, week 14 against the Eagles and now. So, um, and, 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 and the second time around, uh, the, the numbers are actually better. The team that lost six and five straight up eight and three against the spread. And of course, uh, we saw what happened in, in that Minnesota Vikings game. Adrian Hill was the officiating crew. Uh, so, so with that being said, very interesting, right? Like we talk about a sample size only 11 times in the history of the NFL, yeah. and for the Giants, it's twice in a week. Jordan, your thoughts on this officiating crew, and do you feel that that's going to have an effect on this game at all? I think there's a benefit to having the same officiating crew, don't you, though, in a way, Kiwi? I, th- like, I think the benefit goes to the, the their, veterans. their tendencies are? Yeah, I, th- I think there's, there's a... Why um, is that? There's a huge vet uh, because as a veteran, you've been in the league for um, a while. Your your name is usually known, especially by the referees. And if you you play the game right, you get to know the referees. You treat them with respect and kindness, and you speak to them on a regular basis, not to try to get any favor or anything like that, but just to treat them like like a, like a human being. Because most of the game, people are yelling at them and, and and stuff like that. So as as you get older, you realize you know <laughs> the, if you if you show respect you know to these referees and you play well, you know they will you know talk to you at least once before they throw that flag on you you know if you're gonna if you want to be one of those guys who just you know comes out yelling and screaming at them you're not gonna get a call and you're always gonna win interesting one. yeah I, I mean and, and just to throw yeah. my experience I mean, I, again I, honestly, Anita, i'm not a big i'm Go not ahead. a big referee complaining person i'm just not a big referee complaining person so i'm like the wrong person on this one because i just 
I just think in the end, the calls, it's just random. Sometimes they go for you. Sometimes they go against you. Uh, you have big enough sample size. Ultimately, in the end, it usually evens out. And the better team usually wins. And the, and the, and the officials aren't the differentiator. That, that's just my personal uh, opinion on referees in general. Um, all right, before we let you go, let's talk about some of the matchups, right? Like uh, Gallus, Dallas Goddard, I, I love today for the Philadelphia Eagles. As we know, the Giants rank 30th in defending the position. And if they are going to be blitz happy, it's going yeah. to expose the middle of the field. And if, if Jalen Hurts is trying to get those quick intermediate passes out, I think he's going he's gonna to be looking for, for Goddard. It was actually was my best bet earlier today on Daily Wager. Your thoughts on how they can defend Dallas Goddard this week? Yeah, it's going to be tough because when you want to stop the run, you bring in like a bigger formation, right? And then that, that's probably going to be Jared Davis who started last week. Jared Davis and uh, Jalen Smith in the middle there. And then that makes you more susceptible to play action, hitting the, the tight end over, you know, behind the linebackers. And that's really where the Giants are susceptible. I mean, they haven't been good at it this year. Now when they want to bring in like a smaller package and they bring in like Landon Collins, and uh, drop Xavier McKinney in the box in the second, as they did in the second half. Yeah, that's a solution to stop them. But the Eagles, if they're going to run the ball, which I do think they're going to try and run the ball uh, a lot, then that just opens up Dallas Goddard. I have a hard time seeing the Giants stopping him in this game. Uh, so I'm, I'm actually a big believer in that, too. I think Goddard's in for a big game for the Eagles because that's, that's just the weak spot that the Giants are willing to kind of concede at this point. For for the Giants, I'm looking at Saquon Barkley not necessarily being able to have success in the rushing game. Hopefully he does, but it's hard, especially with Jordan Davis healthy, but more so in the passing attack. I do like uh, what I'm seeing with, and, and, and I think that they could have success with Saquon in the passing game. Are, are you looking at him having a big day um, in regard to target share? Well, when I look at it like this, I see, okay, I get it. Isaiah Hodgins and Darius Slayton have done good things in recent weeks, but do we really think they can win consistently in matchups with Darius Slayton and James Bradbury? James Bradbury? Those aren't matchups that are in the Giants' favor, right? Uh, I think Richie James is a guy that the Eagles, uh, their slot cornerback's out again. He didn't, he didn't get back for this game. I think Richie James could get a bunch of targets, and then Saquon as a result also. Uh, they did use him last week. But they hadn't really used him a ton in the past game this season, so I could I do get a little concerned that they could get away from him get get away from it at times because it's happened this season where he just hasn't been a factor in the past game. But if there is a game where he is going to be a factor, him and Richie James, it's this game because it's the outside receivers are just not a great matchup for the Giants, and I I have a hard time seeing them win consistently. Yeah, going going back to the um, the Dallas Carter thing. One thing that I remembered is is you know it's we we try to eliminate tight ends by using a defensive end or using an up lineman you know to get a jam on him. But in my opinion, if um, right. Jalen Hurts is going to be able to to run the ball, then you know that that effectively you know limits what the defensive line can do or what the the, the edge guys can do. So that that's always a difficult thing. So in my opinion, yeah. if if uh, Goddard's going to go off, it's going to be because we realize that Jalen Hurts is healthy and he's able to run and then we're not able to you know use i hated it i always hated it i, I just wanted to rush defensive ends don't like it but it, you know then you move back to a linebacker right. position and you realize hey listen guys if you just put one hand on him it changes everything that we do responsibility wise back here and gives us an extra second which eliminates him from from a lot of those quick passes because it throws off the rhythm just enough um so you know there's little things like that but um 
But like you said, Jalen Hurts is like the number one priority here, right? Mm -hmm. And so your attention is on Jalen Hurts, and that just allows other, you know, you're you're sort of giving up the tight end production in in exchange for concentrating all your efforts on stopping the quarterback of the other team who lit you up in the first meeting. Absolutely. But now if Jalen Hurts can't run, then it gives you, you know, plenty of time to match receivers, to get jams and do all that kind of stuff, in which case I believe that the, the game switches into you know, the Giants' favor. Not just if Jalen isn't on the field, but if he's just not as as well rushing the ball. The other component is, you know, the uh, Daniel Jones played, you know, arguably or maybe not arguably, his best game of his career, definitely of – you know, this season, um, what went into that? You know, looking back, you know, obviously Saquon had a great day, but, you know, in tandem, the two of them, what went into them having that performance last week? And is that something that can be repeated this week? Yeah, uh, I mean, look, he was just feeling it right from the start. I think it was a matchup he was confident in. Uh, his receivers were able to win. I mean, there were, there were people running wide open uh, at times in that game. Actually, in the first matchup, I thought, Daniel Jones had to make a lot tougher throws against Minnesota. The second matchup, uh, you know, in the playoffs, the Giants just had a game plan. I think they felt so confident. And and I I think he does. He feels confident in the game plan that Mike Kafka and Brian Dable are putting together every week. And I think, again, this is a team they've played now twice already. This will be the third time. He can have that same confidence coming into this game into areas that they can exploit against this defense now. It makes it a lot more difficult when the other team had 70 sacks in the regular season, Kiwi. (laughs) 70. All right? They came close to setting the NFL record. Uh, If the Giants just go back and sling it around the yard like they did against Minnesota, he's going to be getting beat up, and it's going to be a lot harder to have that same success. Uh, He's going to have – they're going to – I think you're going to see the Giants a lot of moving the pocket, a lot of moving him – because they know they can't just go back straight back and pass against this Eagles defense. So I think it'll be a much different game. He really played actually really well, had one of his highest QBRs of the season in the first matchup, even though the Giants got blown out. But they they just couldn't stop him defensively. Uh, But he actually played really well in that game. So I, I expect him to play well again. The reality on Daniel Jones is he's been their best offensive player in the second half of the season throughout, right? They've relied on him more. Saquon Barkley hasn't had 20 carries once in his last eight eight games. And Daniel Jones has done it with his arms and his legs. And just he's been the guy that they leaned on to run the offense. Like That's just the reality of the situation. It's not just last week. It's really the whole second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, before we let you go, Jordan, uh, give us your prediction, score. How do you think this game plays out? I think the Giants are, you know, this is going to be a tight game in the end. I mean, uh, I, I think they're able to slow down the pace a little bit. I don't think they want to get into a, a real uh, back and forth with the Eagles in this game. Like, that's not a matchup, I think, talent-wise, especially if Jalen Hurts is going to win. They want to make it a grinded-out game. It's kind of like their first-half formula recipe for success. And then, uh, But ultimately, and I think the Eagles just have too much talent. I think the Eagles will win a close game here. But – the Giants will give them all they can handle. And now, of course, that line has moved up to eight, which I love. Jordan, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we'll circle back with you tomorrow to recap this game on New York Game Day. Appreciate your time, my friend. Enjoy the game tonight. You got it. Don't wake me up too early, Anita. It's going to be a long night here in South Philadelphia. <laughs> just, just be careful. Don't end up in that jail underneath the stadium. 
like all those folks did after they threw s- snowballs at Santa. Hmm. There you go. All right, a quick break. We come back. We'll find out what are what are what is Matthias Kiwanuka's Kiwi's keys to the game. What do the Giants need to do in order to beat the Eagles? Uh, we'll dive into that next, and we'll take your calls. 800-919-3776. Anita Marks, Matthias Kiwanuka, Mike Tannenbaum is going to join us at 2 o'clock. Special edition of New York Game Day right here on 90.7 ESPN. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Ready for Kiwi's Keys to the Game. That's right. That was A.J. Brown, by the way. It's time for Kiwi's Keys to the Game. This is your stage, Kiwi. What do the Giants need to do in order to win and beat those Eagles? So there's so many different things. There's so many different ways you could approach this. But the the main keys to the game, things that we've already talked about um, specifically, is you need to test Jalen Hurts' shoulder. You need to get to Jalen Hurts early, whether you need to blitz him, whether you can get him with four down. We need to figure out early in the game um, whether or not he's healthy because that's going to dictate how we play the rest of the game. Um, And specifically, you know, once you you find that out on the defensive side of the ball, you know, I'm looking for – a uh, pass rush that is consistently pushing up the middle of the pocket. You know, when you have a, a runner, quarterback who likes to run, you, know, you got to make sure that everybody's rushing at the same level and that there's no room for him to escape. And a lot of times those defensive ends can get up high on the quarterback and leaving an escape lane. But if you have that push up the middle and you, you tell your, your, you know, your, your edge rushers, hey, you know, moderate your rush, make sure that you're not too far up above the quarterback, then that creates a, a pocket that will collapse from the um, – uh, from the inside out. Um, on offense, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley have to run the ball effectively. I think um, it, the whole game is going to come down to which quarterback can run for first downs and, and steal a couple of plays um, or possessions here and there. And then on the special team side, you need to get a turnover. You know, th- this group has been um, – you know, flying and doing well and has made a number of plays all year. But I think this is a time where, you know, special teams needs to come through and create a turnover and give the Giants that extra possession if they want to win this game. These are Kiwi's keys to the game. Quick break. We come back. We kick off hour number two. Dave Spadaro will join us on the program. Dave has been a part of the Eagles broadcast team forever and a day. He's excellent. He's in the know. He's got his finger on the pulse of that team better than most. Uh, And he will give us an update in regard to what we can expect from the Eagles this afternoon or really this evening coming up next here on New York Game Day Special Edition this Saturday, 98.7 ESPN.